Come on in and welcome to On The Being Podcast. I am so excited that you have joined me, the host, Marquita Green, as I have come to empower you and to inspire and encourage you to find the balance in your life. You know where it is to be on the beam of life, that place where you might be overwhelmed, that place where you are wearing so many hats, and you might feel a little unbalanced and a little off kilter. Well, hopefully these few nuggets that I will give you will just keep you grounded and allow you to find balance while on the beam of life. Stay tuned. There is never a dull moment in my home, and that was no different when my family and I were sitting and watching Station 19. You've heard me talk about it before, but it's one of the shows that I like to go back to for a number of reasons. One, I like the show. It's a crossover show of Grey's Anatomy, which is one of my faves. But most importantly, one of my daughters wants to be a firefighter. Because the show is about firefighting, it's a very easy way for us to connect with her. And it's also a way for us to kind of sew into her future. The more you see a thing in front of you, the more that you begin to understand that it can happen and believe that it can happen for you. And so the more you see it, the more excited you get. Your passion is fueled just a little bit more. It's almost like the fuel that allows a car to go. Without something that simulates it, that gets moving around in the engine, then the car is not going to go. Well, in that same way, when you find things like a TV show or like a sport or a social club or some other thing that is going to help propel your children's future, their destiny, and their purpose forward, then when you place those things in front of them on a regular and consistent basis, it begins fuel. It begins to fuel them or it becomes fuel for their systems, fuels for their future. In the same way that a a car needs fuel, our kids need seeds sown into their lives. And so we were watching Station 19, the most recent episode, and there was a scene. Obviously, there are always fires going on. And in this one particular scene, the firefighters evacuated the building and they said everybody has to leave the building. And in fact, everybody left the building. And lo and behold, as the firefighters, no one is supposed to be in the building but them, and they're on various floors and they're checking out the various places where this fire could be coming from, this danger could be pending. And as soon as they get to the point where they almost recognize where it's coming from, there's a quote-unquote random person in the building. And I'm calling them a random person because they were not a firefighter. They were a person that was not supposed to be in the building. They were random in the sense that they were out of place. They were somewhere where they did not belong in the moment. Well, when this woman shows up in the hallway, they say, what are you doing here? You've got to go. Well, I didn't catch it, but my husband says, she said, I just took a Xanax and she was out of it. Well, while she's out of it and she's just, you know, kind of loopy and she's walking in circles, she puts her hand on a door that she has no business touching because remember, she has no business being where she is in the moment because the building was evacuated. Well, while she puts her hand on a door, she opens and the building com- or the fire combusts and the she falls, the firemen fall. It, it's a it's a bad situation. It is 
very bad to the extent that we don't know whether or not one of the firefighters is going to make it out. They had, there was a pause, there was some commotion. It took a second for us to even know that the firefighters were okay. One person said, yes, we're down, but I'm up. I'm about to bring the pedestrian. I don't know the term, but I'm going to bring the pedestrian out. And they were waiting to hear word on the, the second firefighter. He ended up hurting his knee. And so there was even more reason why he was not able to respond right away. And he was not going to be able to make it out on his own. So they required some other firefighters to come in and to assist. And so I make the comment and I'm going to share the comment with you. You may not like the comment. You may not agree with the comment. You may even look at me differently when I tell you what I said. But I'm going to tell you what I said because I said what I meant at the moment. As we were watching it, I said, that's why I cannot be a firefighter. Because I would have left her and I would have gotten my partner. My daughter was livid. She was angry. When I tell you she was big mad, she was big mad at me. If she she was yelling, she was offended that I would say that. That I would say that I would leave the pedestrian because the whole goal of the firefighter is to help and to save people. They are to save lives. They, They risk their own lives for the sole purpose of saving someone else's life. And as she and I are having this dialogue, I said, well, I prefaced it by saying that's why I'm not going to be a firefighter. I understand that I'm limited in the area, that that's a limitation for me because I am loyal to my brothers and sisters, the people I know. And so for me, I am going to make sure that my partners are safe and protected which doesn't mean that I don't have a heart for people per se, but it means that there are some other loyalties that are important to me. And you may agree or, or disagree, and that's fine. We can agree to disagree. But I think that was such a critical moment because although my comment may have been insensitive, although my comment may have been frustrating, it rung some bells and it struck a chord which is why we're talking about it today. She knows that her goal in life is to serve others and to help others. She knows without a doubt that she is meant to do something more with her life, that her life is not for her, but it is for somebody else. She is the most selfless person that I know, especially at the youthful age of 15. She will give you her last. She will give you the shirt, the shoes, the pants off of her back, feet, and body. She is going to make sure that other people have before she has, and she is willing to go without. And that is the sentiment of a firefighter. And I'm bringing this up because while we're talking about how we're going to be stretching ourselves and storing ourselves and preparing ourselves to grow into 2021, we have to take a moment to understand exactly where we are. We have to take a second to reflect on who we are. We have to really, really spend some time in this season reflecting on the things that are super important to us. We have to understand where our passions are. We have to begin to get a grip on what it is that is our purpose. 
I made the comment that I am not meant to fight fires. That does not mean that there is not another calling on my life. That does not mean that there is not something else that's meant for me to do. It also does not diminish what my daughter is meant and called to do. It just simply means that we're different. And so while I cannot compare myself to her sentiments, while she should not compare herself to me, and while she should not judge me for my own personal thoughts and opinions, it is a very clear moment in understanding that we are different from each other. And so we should not be competing with each other. We need to find our lane and stick in it. And so I want you to take a second and just think about that comment. Think about whether you were offended. Think about what you would do in that situation. Think about what it might be that you're called to do. When you reflect on that story that I just shared from the TV show, I want you to spend some time thinking about your own personal mindset and where you fit in the middle of it all. Because at the end of the day, there's a calling and anointing on you. And the question is, do you know where that is? Do you know what your limitations are? Do you know where you draw the line? Do you know where your loyalties lie? Do you know? Let's break. Wow, I can't believe I was just as vulnerable as I was with you guys. But I wanted to share that very personal story because I think it's the things that we often gloss over. We don't often share the offenses. The comment that I made to my daughter was very offensive to her and it may be offensive to some of you. But the truth be told is that there were two lives, two souls that needed to be saved. The question is, who would you save? Do you save the civilian or do you save your colleague? That answer is going to be based on your perspective. Does that mean that one perspective is wrong? Well, sure, it depends. It depends on what your role is. The role of a firefighter is to protect the civilians at all costs. And so then the other firefighter should have just been left until his other fellow firefighters were able to get in to get him. I get that. That's not the argument. The question is, do you carry the weight that is required to be in that position? Or are you somebody else who wants to be able to protect their brother and sister at all costs? It simply determines what role you take on based on what perspective you choose to activate your your role in and your anointing in. And so as we were on break, the Holy Spirit led me to the parable of the Good Samaritan. And You know the story. It's in Luke chapter 10, verses 25 through 37. And in that story, there's a certain lawyer, how fitting, that says, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law and what is your reading of it? And there was an answer from God. And here's the answer. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, with all of your strength, and with all of your mind and your neighbor as yourself. As you continue to read throughout the parable, I'm not going to read the verses. You can go read them on your at your leisure. You see that there was this very specific man who had been robbed. He was stripped of everything he had and he was wounded. He was left half dead laying on the side of the road. Very similar to the woman in the show. What we see, though, is that there were people, passersby, who kept going. There was a certain priest who kept on going. There was a certain Levite 
who kept on going. But then there was this Samaritan who stopped and said, whatever you need, I am going to tend to it. I am going to take you somewhere, a place of respite where you can get rest, where you can get healing, where you can rejuvenate and get what you need. I'm going to pay for it and you'll be good to go. The question is, which are you? Are you the priest? Are you the Levite? Or are you the good Samaritan? This all goes back to the question that was posed before the break is, what is it that you're called to? What is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you know you're meant to do? Whether or not you're a firefighter, whether or not you're this quote unquote good Samaritan, our goal is to protect people at all costs. The question is, have you self-reflected long enough to really understand that you are called to do a thing, that you are equipped to help people, that you are responsible for helping your fellow brothers or sisters, whether it's a civilian or whether it's a colleague. It is up to us as children of the Most High God to basically to make sure that we help our fellow man at all costs. The scripture that I read to you was Luke 10 and 27, where it said, you are to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. But he goes on to say, you are also to love your neighbor as yourself. And so let me ask you, if your neighbor was caught in a fire, if your neighbor was lying on a deathbed, if your neighbor were starving on the side of the road, if your neighbor were naked, what would you do? When you see it, you see the need, you feel the burden. Are you going to leave them for dead? Or are you going to be like the firefighters and pick them up and take them out at all costs? Are you going to be the priest and the Levite to see your brother or sister struggling and leave them there? Or are you going to be the good Samaritan and offer whatever you possibly have, whatever you can in order to position them to be in a better place? When you think about what it even looks like to love your neighbor as yourself, what if it were you lying on the side of the road? What if you found yourself down in the dumps for a minute? Are you going to stay there? Or are you going to figure out how to pull yourself up? My God, are you going to just let yourself suffer in silence? Or are you eventually going to snap yourself out of it, to call on the Most High God? Are you going to hope that a neighbor would come and seek you? Think about those things because this, my friend, is real. This life that we're living is something serious. And as we're about to leave out of 2020 with all of the suffering that we've endured, with all of the health issues, with all of the racial tension, with all of the indiscretions, with everything that we faced, with all of the loneliness, with all of the mental health battles, with every single thing that we face in 2020, the financial woes, the marital disputes, the unruly children, it doesn't matter because we have an opportunity to shift and to do something different in 2021. We have an opportunity to reflect back and say, what is it that needs to be done different? But when you recognize that something can be done different, it can't be done different until you recognize where you are. And that's why 
you hear the passion of my voice saying, get clear, spend some time reflecting on who you are. Spend some time reflecting on what's important to you. Spend some time reflecting on your passions. When you have time to think about all the negative things, make sure you are spending equal, if not more time, focusing on the positive things, focusing on the things that are going to push and propel you forward, focusing on the things that are going to help make a difference in your life and in the lives of your neighbors, as we read in the text. Spend some time really getting clear on what it is that you're meant to do. And when you have that clarity, when you have that clarity on your focus and on your passion and on your direction and on your anointing and on your calling, then you're able to allow those things to catapult you into your next. You're able to allow those things to pick you up when you are just falling. Jesus, you're able to focus on the things that matter most. So make sure that you are spending some time reflecting on who you are and on where you are. Spend some time reading the parable of the Good Samaritan. Again, it's in Luke 10, beginning at verse 25. Read those words and think about whether you're going to leave your neighbor straggling or whether you're going to come and pull them up, carry them along and bring them to safety and help them out. The choice is yours. You can be the good firefighter that says, I am going to put my life above all others and I am going to help civilians at all costs. Or you can be that person that says, that is not my lane, but let me find my lane. I don't know which lane is yours. I'm not casting judgment on whether you agree with me, disagree with me, you support my daughter, disagree with my daughter, whatever the case may be, my encouragement to you today is to find your lane and commit. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of On The Being. I hope that you have gotten some word or some nugget of empowerment or encouragement, motivation, and inspiration to just keep you balanced and focused while on the beam of life. Come back for the next episode and be sure to share this podcast with your friends, families, and loved ones. I love you. I'll be praying for you. And I am here standing in the gap with you. Have a great day. Peace.